Well, bam! You have made it to another scrambling university. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Well, it's Friday. Friday, Friday. And you've got me in my mobile office. Kia 2.0. <laughs> I guess Kia 22, I guess was what we'll call her. Yeah, okay, I like that. We're calling her 22. That's her name. Legal. Barely. <laughs> Good enough. Oh, shit. All right. That's your new name, car. 22. Uh, anyway, uh, I got up super, super early this morning. Set the wheels southbound. Fucking pump the gas. I've been rolling. Uh, I-5 has been, well, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, lots of cops out today. Lots of cops for how early I got rolling. It was pretty crazy. They worked those commuters pretty hard. Road pirates like their fucking toys. And you gotta pay for them, so. <laughs> Keep on speeding and paying. Speeding and paying. Road tax on the fly. Tangerine. Uh, oh, Tangerine, why are you firing up? What's wrong with you? Might need some power. Oh, no. Ah, out of juice. That's a shitty thing. <laughs> that is a shitty thing. Oh, let's see. Do I have some more USB cables? Oh, let's see. It's a new car. Do I have cables? <laughs> USB-C, oh, uh, Apple, uh, let's see, uh, and glasses, and, oh, the magical USB. Okay, now, a thing about cords, a USB cord is that cord, that exact one, no other one. U.S. B. Right? There's U.S.C. Those are the ones that don't have a flat side. Those are round all the way around. There's micro SD. There's micro USB. Right? Not, not the skinny one with one flat side. Those are the ones that are skinny and a little thicker. Skinnier sideways. Thicker, thicker. Those are called micro-USBs. This is called a USB. And the ones that are round on both sides, all the way around, those are called USCs. So, if we all use the actual real word, call the thing by its parts, call the part by its thing, uh, however that goes, uh, then we could have easier conversations when people say they need a cord. I need a USB and you handed me a USB and they're like, no, no, the round one. Yeah, yeah, that's a USC. Uh, let's see, somebody just pinged in on Telegram, so I'm going to flip over here really quick. Uh, this will be a good experiment. If I go look at the Telegram chat, is it live? One, well, it has a little checkbox up there, so I'm thinking it's live. Uh, two, um, Oh, yeah. So, for calling in for today's show, 
go to the Telegram group. So on Telegram, at sign Scrambling University, you'll see in the comments, there's a click on it here button, and shling, boom, you'll be up on the screen, and I can ping you in. Oh, participants. Hey, look at that. Invite a guest. Uh, if I leave this screen up, I can see when you guys pop in. So I'm going to pop over Telegram real quick, see if anybody just hit me over there. I'll be right back. You might. Ah, All resetting. Hi. Uh, I don't know what that did when I went quick check the telegram. So that was the first time I ever did it from the car and flipped over to check telegram comments. Kind of a test. We'll see. Uh, so anyway, we're rolling back up. Uh, Got to stop and drop some coffee off in Vancouver. Um, and then we're going to roll back up to Seattle. So it's Friday. Uh, one of the dudes who has been to Squatch Fest a couple of times now and has started bringing a bunch of extended folk, um, his name's Nate. His podcast uh, with his partner, I forgot his partner's name, Adam, I think. Uh, something like that. Anyway, uh, it's called Reality Zars. I'm going to be on tonight at 7 West Coast. So, 7 West Coast, I'm going to be out doing his, uh, well, I guess you call it a video, vlogcast, it's video. Um, so, I know it's not on YouTube, because I can't find it anywhere. I can find the podcast, if you look up the podcast, Reality Zars, like C-Z-A-R-S, um, it's two green frogs with king hats on, like crowns. Reality Zars, that's them. Um. Uh, but yeah, I think they got kicked off of YouTube. So I don't know where they post. Like, I, I would bet, like, Rumble, BitChute, stuff like that. So anyway, I'll be on tonight at 7. That's why I got up super, stupid early and headed down to head back. But, uh, okay, interesting news. Uh, so the artist who did the Squatch Fest shirts, uh, their name online is Dreaming Free, and I never met them in real-life human personhood until today. So... Uh, their real live personhood name is Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. You're the best. So check out her design. Totally. So I ran down to uh, I ran down to their graphic shop that she works at in Oregon. Picked up the T-shirts. Uh, yeah, the beautiful thing about buying shit in Oregon, they don't have sales tax. So the beautiful thing about living in Washington. If you could live in Washington and not make a lot of money, but do all your shopping in Oregon and spend all your disposable income there, you get 10% more because Seattle area has a 10% sales tax. So imagine if all the money after taxes you got to spend, you got 10% more of it by just going across the street. Yep. It's just like that if you live on the Washington-Oregon border. So everybody of means in Oregon has a second dwelling unit across the river in Washington. That's where they live on paper, right? No income tax in Washington. And then you do your whatever life you have 
Elsewhere, maybe, maybe, yeah. There's rules for what means living in Washington. So I'm sure they comply with those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then you just live life in Oregon, don't pay their fucking insane income tax, right? And have another taxing authority that you have to, like, cough up all your bullshit to so they can come through it to see if there's any income. Uh, right? Because you live in Washington, there's no income tax. And then you shop in Oregon, where there's no sales tax. So, if you want to arbitrage and pay the littlest you can to governments, living on the Washington-Oregon border is not a bad idea. And if you pull that stunt off on the eastern side of the state, over in Kennewick, Pasco, Tri-Cities, whatever, you can live for half price of what it costs on the Seattle side and have the extra 10% benefit of doing the whole going around the uh, oh that was interesting we had a disgruntled hitchhiker situation right there (laughs) a couple walking down the side of the freeway hand in hand with a rapey looking van following them (laughs) like come back get in Oh, yeah. No, keep walking. The exit's only a half mile. Uh, yeah. West Coast. You can still hitchhike out here. <laughs> Don't get in rapey vans. <laughs> Although, uh, oh, yeah, homeless camps. Uh, I forgot. We're still in Oregon. We haven't crossed the line yet. It's pretty funny to say that it gets better when you get up to Washington. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If you would fly in from Iowa to Seattle first, you wouldn't believe that it's going to get worse. But, yeah, okay, so, it's been an interesting morning. Um, yeah, driving away from Seattle, the further away that I went, every gas station got more expensive. Um, I kind of do live by the port, and there kind of is petrochem processing and filling out the fuel tankers and all that shit right there, and that's where the fuel leaves from um, for the region. So there's the least amount of trucking charge in the gallons of gas around my places you're going to get, unless you live around, like, say, like, Oakland, where the refineries are down there, too. Um, but then that's got California crazy tax in it. But anyway, uh, rolling out this morning, yeah, every gas station I went by getting further away from Seattle kept going up in price. Uh, last one I saw was over six bucks for a regular. So, yeah. Fuck. Um, so, <laughs> uh, rethinking the plan. Uh, so, two years ago, when I set off, oh, I'm going to go to Pork Fest and fuck the place up, uh, uh, set the goal planted the flag I think gas was like 275 260 right and uh, as we started going spinning into the crazy started going through three bucks right at like started getting solidly four last year that's when I made the plan to like okay we gotta swap out the car for a fucking 50 mile a gallon car uh, but yeah now uh you know, now pushing through five, pushing through six, fuck, uh, 
we were just looking for airplane tickets to roll back east to see family. Um, back east is like $1,000 tickets now. We used to blow back east and, you know, Jesus. You could always find steals for around 400 bucks. You know, normal was five. Getting bent over was six. Man, is what it is. Oh, but now, yeah, normal tickets, four digits. Yikes. So that means the fuel from six months ago has crept into the airplane tickets. Because remember, they're on futures contracts and blended averages and all that bullshit. So starting to wind through everything. Uh, yeah, the uh, the food forecasting that I pay attention to, the guy posts like every week uh, dozen eggs at Aldi price, right? Two years ago it was 59 cents, then it was 99, then a buck 59. I think he is up to like 259 this week. So that's 5x. <laughs> Two years. 5x. So, yeah, is what it is. Uh, if you have any liquid cash, stash it in something that's going up at least with the rate of actual inflation or things are about to get crazy. Uh, the other thing, I was driving around the other day and down in the valley the new warehouse rate for warehouse workers is 25 to $33 an hour. So, that means if you're doing labor that's at all using any kind of intelligence, not just muscle, if you're not making 33 an hour, 30 is the new 15th. Once economies start to go into a hockey stick model, it's hard for people in them to understand that they're currently in them at the time. And the fact that we're the reserve currency, so we're the best tasting shit of the shit soup. It's still shit soup. Just so happens that we're in the middle of it. So we can't perceive it. Once you get hold off the ground into the tornado and you're spinning and swirling with all the other debris at two, three, four hundred miles an hour in the same direction ish right it's not as dangerous because you're up in the thing right but it's the like when you get spun out and the splat comes you're gonna get splatted you just don't perceive it while you're in the torrent because everything is moving at the same time. So it's hard to perceive that things are moving because everything's moving. So, gotta look for benchmarks of like real things. Like, if you're a renter, has your rent gone up? If you're in YouTube, uh, click me some comments. Yeah, can anybody see this in YouTube? Better question. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So, 
yeah, if you're a renter, right, that's renting from, like, a corporate renting place, you know, like, the big apartment complex or a high-rise or a development corporation, not a mom-and-pop renter, right, because mom-and-pop renters are in the storm. They don't realize it. They're not going to equity conferences that are telling them what the real rental rates should be, and AI is adjusting it uh, accordingly. Um, I'll tell you one story. Our Airbnb, we have on AI, artificial intelligence, pricing. So the Airbnb app looks at all the available units, upcoming demand, uh, all the stuff, right? And prices that thing all the time. Reprices, reprices our, our room. Um, it changed somewhere in the last two weeks. We don't know. But it changed from $52 a night to $129 a night. The question is like, oh, are you still getting rentals? Yes, actually, we're getting more rentals. Uh, so that means rooms are being taken off of the marketplace or the people that need short-term rooms is dramatically going up. Something changed, right? The AI doesn't change the price of our place for no good reason. So something happened in the last two weeks where the Airbnb AI changed the price of our place. Dramatically, dramatically. Um, we're looking at getting uh, getting some hotel rooms for uh, for some shows in September. Same thing. Dramatic increase in hotel rooms. Um, and I don't know. I would imagine the hotel room increase, right, is because the cost of all their inbound supplies. And people, ooh, a four by four, eight foot across the road. Woo-hoo! Wow, that's going to cause some accidents. Uh, I guess that's what that hazmat guy was working his way towards with the blinking lights. And everybody's driving like fucking ape shit crazy around him. <laughs> I guess they were finding out why he was trying to get somewhere. Dipshits. Uh, so, uh, but anyway... <laughs> Ah, eight foot four by fours on highways. Not good. Um, oh, that's funny. The Oregon crew won't pick it up because it was halfway over the bridge. Oh, jurisdictions. Jurisdictional boundaries. How I fucking hate them. And love them. I guess they're useful, right? Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Crazy people on the road. Crazy people on the road. Okay, car, drive yourself. Now we're past the now we're past the Oregon nuts. Yeah, driving in Oregon's kind of like it's halfway of going down to Mexico or, or Costa Rica or Panama or something. It's not third world, but it's fucking close. The amount of people driving down there on like heavy duty barbiturates is insane. Or heroin or whatever. 
just like, you know, you'd be rolling down the freeway and there'd be somebody going like, I don't know, 30 miles an hour for no reason. Oh, it's painful. Painful, I tell you. There we go. The last of the, uh, the last of the commuters and then they're going to get back into the flow. Flow, flow, flow. Ah, god damn you, motherfucker. <laughs> yep, I guess this goes to uh, not child friendly episode. Uh, anything involving with me driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, too funny. I love when people clearly wait until, like, way past when they should have gone in. Oh, my God! This looks like my insurance agent. I'm a tailgate until we get to his office and see if it's really him. Oh, I think it is. I'm pretty good with remembering license plates. It's his exact same car, and he's got the same fucking logo on the back. We'll follow him to his own office and then drop off coffee. Oh, too funny. Too funny. So, yeah, yeah. Drop off coffee. Hey, look, it documents this is a business trip. Picked up product. Dropping off coffee. Oh, let's see. Let's see. So I got to drive down to Oregon. Pick up product. Drop off product on the way back. So, yeah, which trip was which? I guess I was del- I was picking up and then I was delivering. Who knows? But anyway, all right off of miles. So let's see. I get to write off 350 miles. Oh, maybe that's his wife. Uh, so I get to write off 350 miles at 57 cents a mile. So 300 miles times a little more than a half. What is that? $160. I get to write off of income. And the gas cost me, I think, like $38. Uh, so, ah, sorry car, uh, so yeah, so I got to write off $168 in income, uh, for $38 in gas, so not a bad trade, eh, so, on that $138 of income, do I care what the tax rate is? Maybe not really. Maybe not really, because if the tax rate is even 90%, right, I'm not going to pay income on it, because I just generated more expense than income with the sale of the item. Ta-da! Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Now, they did that to make it really easy, right? You could keep all your receipts for your oil and your payment and your blah and your blah. Or you can choose the mileage method and just keep track of your mileage really well for all the business miles, right? And just deduct them. Bingo, bango. Don't have to do dick. That's how that works. Yep. Called the mileage deduction. Just have to keep really good mileage logs. You know, when you hop in your car to, like, go do anything for work, write it down, make a note, who you went to see, where you went to, all that good stuff. All that great stuff. 
and then give it to your CPA and your tax accountant. Tell them to have fun. Write a good story. Give the least amount of my money to the pricks that you can. Yep. So the trick is, right, Warren Buffett tells you the actual truth when he says his secretary pays more tax than he does. The entities that he owns owns billions of dollars worth of assets, right? Which are in a trust, which pay him almost no salary. So, his income is very small. Now, he has to do business for his company, right? So the trust sends the plane to pick him up and deliver him to go make speeches and shit, right? So he doesn't have to buy airplane tickets to move around. Right? They feed him at the conferences. Doesn't have to buy food. They house him, right? Because he's speaking. Doesn't have to I don't have to pay for his hotel rooms. So, if you weren't paying taxes and got everything for free, how much money would you actually have to have to live on? Right? That's the... Hello! <laughs> that's, the, that's the trick, right? You make yourself... You make yourself have the ability to use assets... Or have assets at your disposal. But you don't own them. And. You don't derive an income. So. You're broke. So you don't pay taxes. Yeah. Literally. That's how that works. Not kidding. You can be a millionaire. And pay no taxes. Because you can. Tr you know. You have millions of dollars. Of net worth. But you don't have income. Big, big difference, right? Because if you own a Learjet, but you also owe on a Learjet, almost the same amount, mm, income expense equal no income. But you get the benefit of the thing, right? Ah, interesting how that works. Okay, hold on one sec. I gotta flip over and uh, do this little mappy mappy thing. Although it might have, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. We're doing it from the car, so we'll see. Uh, oh, good. It's going to give me directions on the dinghy dinghy, and it doesn't need the mic. So, this might just totally work. Ah, beautiful is that. Ah. I don't know Vancouver. 
as well as uh, as well as a lot of places. When you roll down here, the place to do business down here is Portland, not the Washington side. People live on the Washington side. That's what I was saying earlier. The business is all done in Oregon, uh, you know, and then people live over here. Well, I guess there's business over here, right? But it's all service shit. Donut shops, grocery stores, Home Depot, Lowe's. But even that, I mean, I guess if you're buying a wrench, it doesn't matter. If you're buying a new kitchen, that matters. <laughs> when I rebuilt my Frank Lloyd Wright house in, uh, up in Normandy Park, holy shit. That was like $80,000 remodel. And just by, I, I did all the work just by going to Oregon for everything, everything. Hey, IRS. Mm, yeah, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> and I haven't owned that house in 12 years. That's Robin. Go after her. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, every single fucking thing for that remodel was purchased in Oregon. Everything. So right there, that was $8,000 in taxes that did not get paid to the state of Washington to do any stupid fucking shit like cage and kill humans. So, yeah. There you go. And Oregon doesn't have sales tax. So they didn't get the $8,000 to do any stupid shit either. Ba-bam. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about earlier um, it's hard to tell you're in shitstorms while you're in shitstorms because everybody's in it and there's so much chaos, right? So that's why you can still, and it is a great time to start a business and to make a bunch of money to go forward right now. Shit that launches now is going to be so bulletproof. If you can build, if you can build a case for your business right now, right, and and roll it even in this extreme craziness, then you're gonna be bulletproof when shit like really turns around and we come out the other side of it, right? If you get it up now, build a client base figure out who's going to, who's going to come through the other side. Boom. Just people that are rolling it out are going to keep rolling it. Right? They are not. The people... Wanting to build things. Boom. There's... There's... I can't get a trailer hitch put on this stupid car. Because it's like months out. And now... Yeah. Four digits to get a fucking trailer hitch put on a little car now. Um, anyway, in Seattle, because there's no labor. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this. Uh, I was talking about my dad, actually, uh, this morning. And it's, uh, yeah, like nobody, he's like, where are all the people that want to work? Well, if you look at what happened, right, everybody was given a choice that works for big 
fucking companies are companies that take government tip money. Right? Get the stabs <laughs> or get the fuck out. So everybody that was 65 and had been holding on, like, you know, longer than they should have by far at jobs, finally got the fuck out, right? That was their last straw if they were a thinking, rational human that didn't want to take experimental death juice, right? So they got the fuck out. So... Brain drain. People who knew shit left. People who knew how the company worked left. Right? Okay. Who else left? All the super creative, motivated people who don't slather and fucking put out their hand when the bell rings. Right? Been conditioned with 15,000 hours of government school indoctrination. 15,000 hours of government school indoctrination. That means every 50 minutes for the last 15,000 hours of your young life when all the synapses are getting wired. Every 50 minutes I don't know. Put whatever you want after the knee. Move to the next class. Go to lunch. Report to the office. I don't know. Fucking put your pants down and let some pedophile pound you up the ass. Whatever. Right? Knee. Do the next thing. Knee. Comply. Knee. Be a bitch. Knee. Roll over. Need whatever, right? Do it. Why? Because government school conditioned you every fucking 50 minutes for 15,000 hours. Need suck it. Need suck it. Need whatever. Add your adjective here, right? Programmed. You have been programmed. Much easier to accept it. I've been programmed. You can do something with that, right? There is escape, but you have to understand if you went to government school for 15,000 fucking hours, you were programmed by the most efficient killing machine empire that has ever been fucking devised. They learned mind control techniques in the 50s. Come on. It's all like, there's not even blackpilling anymore. It's just fucking out there. It's been all Freedom of Information Act. It's all there. Boom. Go look at it. LSD experiments. On purpose. How to rewire the fucking brain, right? How to use neuroplasticity. And programming, why do you think they call the networks programming? Why do you think they are so fucking pissed that you won't watch their fucking networks? You won't take the programming anymore, right? You won't be told what pills to fucking take, what stupid fucking drugs that work less than placebo 
but you should still take anal leakage as a side effect to fix the thing that's less than the thing that you're taking the fucking thing for. Either you're a stupid fucking sheeple at this point and breathing through your fucking dick socks, or you're a free-thinking human. So, the old retirees that could think or were too scared and got ran out of the companies are gone. The critical thinkers actually perform 80% of the bullshit in any company. The actual people that do things are a very small minority. So the people that do things and get shit done are fucking evaporating. It exists everywhere and nowhere simultaneously. And you people that are too fucking dumb to understand what I just said, fantastic. Put the earbuds back in and just turn on some fucking happy tunes or go watch another round of like The Simpsons or Family Guy. Yep. Do it. That's what you deserve. A hundred percent. So, alright, the rest of you thinking humans that are still with me. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Since you won't take the print out, right? Enough people are... Everyone doesn't have to figure it out. Just enough people have to figure it out. It's a tipping point. Tipping points are tipping points for a reason. So the commercial real estate motherfuckers, BlackRock, you specifically, motherfuckers, yes, and I have a paycheck from you, and I can prove that you paid me as a consultant, and suck on your NDA, suck it, fuck it, bitches, BlackRock, you fucking suck. You are whores, you are scum. Yes, you are. So, Anyway, <laughs> so they have decided that they are going to manipulate the real estate markets all over the U.S. So the AI has figured out how much of each major, they call them DMAs, designated marketing areas. So the U.S. is not cut up into what you think the U.S. is cut up into states. It's cut up into DMAs, designated marketing areas. They've already allocated who gets what markets. It's a fucking monopoly. Duh. So, they understand where the tipping point in each DMA is to effectively control the rental market. Now, I didn't say they buy up a majority of the real estate in a rental market. If you heard me say that, you're a dumb fuck, and you should put your headphones back in, and you should definitely turn The Simpsons and some family guy on and just drift away. Now, for those of you that actually understand English and can hear me, when I say they buy up the amount of a DMA's real estate market that will affect the pricing and that they can control the pricing with, that means, eh, you know, 3 to 
depending on exactly what market you're in, right? So the way this works is depending on how tied down the market is with giant real estate companies, right? Is how locked in the market is and susceptible to price manipulation, right? If a market is a lot of not mom and pops, mostly corporate, mostly big development, mostly big apartment complexes, right? Not a lot of backyard units, not a lot of that, not a lot of escape for the cattle, your cattle. Once you come to accept it, it's much easier. So they want to manipulate their cattle, right? They want to start jacking the rates. If their fence only goes around 90%, right? And it's easy for cows to find holes everywhere and go like economic adjustment, right? Markets market only in specific places in specific time units. Markets aren't ever a thing forever anywhere. Markets always are fluid. It's moving bubbles, right? They want to rape a market and then by the time it adjusts and figures itself out and starts adjusting their internal rate of return on their properties back down to the mean, which always happens, right? Then they play their game somewhere else and go rape another market. It's just about extraction. You are a fucking cow to be extracted. So, they're done now with their acquisition phase. They've got enough real estate in the markets they need to have real estate in where they can play a massive manipulation game now and really start to just jack the fucking rents up. So, understand that's what's going on. If you're in a market where the rents are going crazy, it's because those fuckers have come in and bought enough of it. They are starting to raise their rents in their public statements, right? And being public about it. The other... Big landlords in town see them do that, right? It doesn't take long to see the ads changing, to see the prices in the book change, to see the rules change, requiring more security deposit, more months of deposit, more crazy fees and all. Yeah, it's like banks, right? They don't make money lending you money. They make money on fees. There's all kinds of ways landlords make money. So the other landlords see this, right? The other big ones especially tight markets with few rental options as far as who actually owns the shit way behind the scenes. Those markets are going to go first. So you got to kind of figure out, are you in a market that really loves like backyard dwelling units, mom and pops living in things very like not controlled. If you live in a very controlled market where everything is like gotta have a permit and you gotta ask permissions and number of people is really regulated and then they enforce it like get ready the best thing you could do is go to your landlord and ask to pay an extra month's rent at the current price and keep extending it ask them if you could pay rent into the future at the current rate right because when you go to sign that next fucking rent in a year don't be surprised at 50% or 800% increase. Not kidding. Not kidding. So, 
or terms will have changed and they're going to want lots more security deposit or lots of crazy shit. Shit is changing. Don't be the last one to figure it out. That's what I got for you today. So remember, when shit starts to go hyperbolic into the hockey stick, right? We're all on the same train car, accelerating, accelerating, accelerating. We can't feel the acceleration because we're running down the track, right? You only understand the speed you were traveling at the crash when the event occurs, when the big shit happens. I would call forcibly stabbing hundreds of millions of people with untried shit that's now hmm, maybe not so good for them now that we can actuarily see life expectancies changing in the negative. Very positively correlated. Mm, yes, try and take that down, bitches. That is all accurate. Good luck. All right. Fuck YouTube. Uh, suck a dick, YouTube. <laughs> If this makes it through, great. If not, what the fuck? Join me on Telegram at Scrambling University. You can always get the podcast. And remember, tonight at 7 Pacific, I will be on the Reality Czars podcast with Nate. We are going to go deep. Trust me, he is a fucking great and interesting individual. It's so funny, because he came at freedom and liberty from a total commie, red pill, black block side, right? And I've been free market entrepreneur my whole life, even though I live in a fascist market. It's really, yeah, a fascist market. It's the definition. Fascist. Hey, there you go, YouTube. Fascist, fascist, and I'll give you one more. Fascist. The definition, when government and large industry collude to ameliorate and manage the classes, period. Go look it up if you doubt me. That is the textbook definition of fascism. Okay, now put your thinking caps on and think about where you live. U.S. fucking A. Woo-hoo, yee-haw! Let's go blow up some of them sand, people! Fucking A! Let's kill for the fucking empire! <laughs> okay, now, all you fucking empire boys, you live in a fascism. A fascist country. When big business and big government come together manage the classes to help people well they're poor they need a phone AT&T can you handle that mm, big government big company working together to help the classes fucking textbook definition of fascism oh big government oh big food we need to feed these poor people can you invent some food that has sawdust and fucking rat shit in it? And can you maybe make some, like, shit that will keep them barely alive and make them feel like shit and not want to pitchfork us for taking their life energy and treating them like cows? Ah! Oh, thank you, Big Food. Big government and Big Food. Helping you. Wake the fuck up!
That is the textbook definition of fascism. Go get a textbook that was written before 1960, maybe before 1900. Definition. You could change the definition, right, to say fascism is white men. Yeah, that's fascism. Fucking A, right. Except, you know what? You're just a fucking retard if you do that, right? You're a retard. Sorry. Re-fucking-tarded. You can't change definitions for thing and change the thing. Yeah. Hey, look at my new truck I just got. Check out this fucking truck. Oh, it's the best truck I ever owned. Okay, now what are you thinking right now? Hey, that's scrambling. He's fucking retarded. That's a hat. That's not a truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like democracy is not a democracy. Republic's not a republic. We're a fascist fucking empire. Boom. Have a good weekend. Love you. Call in Monday. Give me some shit.